Hi, I'm Tamara from Coffee with Dot. Hi, my name is Erin of Apothecary News. Hi, I'm Terry Arliscus of Victorian Sentiments. Hi, my name is Carol from Three Bread News. Hi, I'm Geneva of Seaflower Jewelry. Hi, I'm Bobby. And I'm Tess. Welcome to the Etsy Success Podcast. We're part of the customer content team here at Etsy, broadcasting from Etsy's headquarters in Brooklyn. The Etsy Success Podcast is your source for tips on improving your shop and for inspiration from your fellow sellers. Our goal is to empower, inspire, and motivate you to be the entrepreneur you want to be. This podcast is brought to you by Etsy, where millions of people around the world connect to make, sell, and buy unique goods. Follow your passion and start your Etsy business today. All right, so today's topic is one of my favorites, social media. I personally waste a lot of time on Instagram. How about you, Tess? I'm also on Instagram. Can't get enough uh, cat pics. Yes, the cat pics are the best. (laughs) Um, But social media isn't just a time waster. It's also a great way to market your business. It's a very low-cost tool. Yeah, and the hard part is really just like knowing where to focus. There are so many channels and just not enough time for them all. Yeah, there's Pinterest, Snapchat, and another hard part is just trying to take those followers and turn that into sales. Luckily, we have Etsy's social media expert here today to help us out. Yes, today we'll be talking with Jessica Ulrich, Etsy's senior social media specialist. Jessica is the one who creates all of those posts for Etsy success on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Plus, before she started working at Etsy, she was a full-time Etsy seller with her own shop. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here today to talk about social media. Great. Well, Jessica, how did you actually get into social media to begin with? Um, Personally, I got into social media as a way um, to follow other makers, artists, designers, and bloggers that I admired, like back in the earlier days of social media many years ago. Like Twitter and Tumblr were really kind of starting out around that time. Mm -hmm. And it was just a fun way to share what I was interested in and follow other people that I'd never met who were also interested in the same things. And you could kind of like be part of the conversation, even if you'd never... um, met these people in real life. And in terms of how I got into social media professionally, uh, my first job out of college was in marketing. And this also was a time when brands were first kind of experimenting with social media. And as the resident young person, I was kind of the go-to expert for what to do on Twitter and Facebook. Um, And I ended up developing a lot of the social strategy where I worked and working on a lot of social media projects. Um, And so my expertise just kind of evolved from there over the years. And you still actually run your Etsy shop in your spare time Mm -hmm. where you you paint and you sew handmade goods. Um, What inspired you to start your shop? I started my Etsy shop back in 2008. I was working full time and was kind of looking for a creative outlet. And I actually started out selling vintage. Uh, At the time I was reading a lot of vintage fashion blogs. Um, And from there, I got into making my own clothes uh, from vintage patterns, then through patterns that I 
was designing myself and I started listing some of those things on Etsy and as things started selling I started making more and the things I was creating kind of evolved from there and it's kind of always every year changing a little bit and it's just a a way for me to explore different creative mediums and experiment with different projects. When it comes to social media, why do you think that's important for businesses of any size? I think whether you're running a creative, your own creative business as an Etsy seller or if you're a larger marketplace like Etsy, um, your current and potential customers are out there using social media every day. And as a brand, it's important to be out there too, engaging with your followers and your customers um, on the channels that they're already using on a daily basis. So what actually makes for a good social media post that engage engages those people? I think that the exact formula varies by the platform that you're using or the type of brand that you are, but I would say that it all starts with something that's comes from f- really from authentically who you are. I think also strong photography really helps, especially on more visual channels like Instagram or Pinterest. Combining that great photography with your own voice and kind of a peek at who you are, what your brand is, what your story is, is a good start. So would you say that smaller creative entrepreneurs have an advantage since it's about expressing who you are? Definitely. I love following small designers and creators on Instagram because it's a great way to look into their creative process, see what they're working on. Um, I think that you already, as a maker, you already have and you're doing a lot of the things that people would find interesting on social, where for a brand, it's like a bigger business or a bigger company, it it might be a little bit more challenging to come off not too spammy or salesy, where, I mean, the things that you're working on every day make for great content that people, I think, would be excited to see. So how do you plan out your posts for Etsy? So I run all of Etsy's um, Etsy success channels, which on those channels, we share advice um, and inspiration for Etsy sellers. So that content is informed by um, seasonal and timely tips and advice based on uh, the content that we're creating here at Etsy in places like the Seller Handbook. Um, I also share updates um, that Etsy makes to the site. So anything that would be relevant to a seller, uh, we we definitely want to share that so sellers are aware of what's happening and give um, some education and tips on how to take advantage of those um, either new features or things like that. Otherwise, I'm also always on the lookout for great quotes and advice from sellers um, that kind of can be inspiring for other sellers and business owners who follow us. And do you keep a calendar? How far Mm -hmm. out in advance do you plan it? I have a monthly calendar. So usually that will include general, I would say like major moments in the next upcoming month to three months that we know that we want to share or highlight. Um, And then Otherwise, I'm planning about a week in advance for what each post on a day-to-day basis would be. Why Why do you think it's helpful to plan it out? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you have a lot of posts to plan, but... Yeah, it can be really challenging if you, on a daily basis, if you're, you sit down and you're thinking, oh, what am I going to share? Um, it's much more difficult to try to kind of scramble it together on the spot, 
where we can have a more um, strategic and thoughtful approach around, okay, what's happening this season? What are the challenges that sellers are facing? What do they need to know about? Um, what are some great things that uh, they could do during this time? And looking at it from a, a, a longer lead time can help us make sure we're including all of those things. What are some of the trends that you're seeing in social media as somebody who works in this realm full time? I would say that video is very big right now, um, especially on Facebook and Instagram. I'm seeing more and more videos. Um, we've seen a lot of engagement with process videos, so this is definitely something that sellers can create on their own. Um, and these are things like an illustration coming together at hyperspeed or a ceramicist working on a mug or something on a potter's wheel. Um, any kind of a video that shows something from beginning to end or even like an aspect of your creative process, but just in motion rather than a still. I and love watching those personally. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> These are really easy to create. You can film them with your phone and a tripod. And if you make one, I want to do a quick plug. Uh, we're always looking at the hashtag Etsy video, so definitely use that if you're posting them on Instagram because you might get featured on Etsy. So it's hashtag Etsy video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good to know. So along the lines of trends, what are some things that you're seeing people can do to get more followers? Because that's always the big mm-hmm. issue. Like, how do I get more followers to my yeah. channels? From a starting point, I would say make sure that you're posting on a regular and consistent basis. On Instagram, using relevant hashtags can help expand your reach. There's so many uh, different hashtags out there, but if you sell products for kids or babies, you might want to look at um, some of the top performing or um, top hashtags in those categories. I've also found it helpful to look at hashtags that bloggers or influencers are using. They often look to those hashtags to find content to feature, um, and other people look at those hashtags as well. So there's a few different ways to approach it. That's good advice. What are some things that you've seen Etsy sellers do really well in their social media? There's definitely a lot of things. I think sharing their creative process, kind of getting a peek behind the scenes of what it's like in their studio or their workspace. Um, sharing kind of these just little creative inspiring moments of things that they're working on or things that inspire them. I also see a lot of Etsy sellers sharing customer photos, which is really great. It's a good way to kind of highlight the people who are buying your products and the people who are your fans and give them a little shout out, which is great. So we all like to get followers and favorites, but do you have any tips on how you can kind of turn those into sales? Yeah, I think as you're building your presence on social, you're you're always creating opportunities for new people to discover your products. So even if every post doesn't lead to a sale, you're still getting your brand and your work out there. Beyond that, I would say that there are some things that you can do, like teasing new products and launches to build some excitement around a new collection that you're launching or a special new product that you've created. I think also running occasional sales and promotions is another way that you can incentivize sales, where maybe you can do a discount code that's exclusive to your followers on Instagram or on Facebook. And I wouldn't say that you need to do that all the time, but as at key moments, like maybe during the holidays or other seasonal times when it's a big shopping season, it's a it's a great time to kind of run a promotion on your social channels. What are some of the stats that sellers should look at when it comes to social media? I think that engagement is a really big one. It's great to check in on that on a regular basis to see 
which of your posts your followers are engaging with the most. And that's a great way to learn and adapt your strategy and figure out what type of content that you should be developing more of. On Instagram, I would recommend actually switching to a business account if you have an account for your shop. That way you can see a little bit more data about your posts, like the reach and impressions and engagement, things like that. Um, and a little bit about your audience as well. I would also recommend checking out your shop stats. It, there you can see which channels are actually driving the most traffic to your shop and your listings. If Pinterest, for example, is driving the most traffic, maybe you should spend more time um, creating content for Pinterest or sharing your listings on Pinterest. And that can help you be a little bit more strategic about where you're spending your time. Well, that kind of leads into my <laughs> next question for you because you know, obviously managing social media for Etsy is your full-time job, but clearly most people don't have the all day to spend on um, social media. So how can you decide how best to use your time mm -hmm. and how much time to spend? Balancing it all is definitely a challenge. I would recommend figuring out ways to work that into your the current process that you already have. So maybe when you're taking listing photos, you also think about taking some photos for Instagram and Facebook or Pinterest. Um, once you have that base of, of content, it, I think it's easier to manage uh, your posting schedule and you always know that you have something. Okay, Jessica, uh, we've invited Etsy sellers in the forums and on social media, as you know, to submit their questions for you, and we got a lot of great ones. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, Brandy Miller from Brandy Miller Art says, I've always heard that consistency is key in social media. Is it possible to take a break? And if so, how should that be handled? It's certainly possible to take a break when you need it. I think everyone deals with burnout from time to time. One thing that could help with that is planning and scheduling. Um, if you're building a bank of content that you can share on a regular basis uh, so that you're not scrambling every day to figure out what to post, that is a great way to approach it. Um, it that can also help you schedule s some things in advance to share when you actually do need to take a break and you don't want to be actively um, posting every day. But I don't think you shouldn't be afraid to like take a week off if you go on vacation. Um, everyone needs to kind of take a little break every now and then. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, so Fluffy Flowers asks, can you share tips to successfully build a social media following for vintage shop owners? Sure. I've seen a ton of amazing vintage accounts on Instagram. I think you can really use the fact that you're selling one-of-a-kind items to your advantage. I've seen many sellers use Instagram as a way to tease new products and items that are coming soon or that they just listed in their shops. And since these items are one of a kind, you can really play up that sense of urgency to get the item before it's gone. I like to follow vintage sellers to kind of get a preview to see what's coming so I know um, if I see something I like, I should go check it out now. Um, I'd also recommend focusing on the styling and curation of what you, sh what you share. I've seen a lot of vintage sellers do this really well where they really have a consistent look and brand identity for their shop, and I think that's a great thing to consider on Instagram, especially. Cheryl James from Hippo Gear Leather says, Facebook business pages have become mostly invisible to followers in recent months. It seems that very few people see my posts there. Do you have any tips for increasing Facebook page exposure and engagement? I've found that reaching followers on Facebook can be a challenge. 
And I would suggest a few things. Uh, you could review, review your post performance to see what kinds of posts are engaging and reaching the most people, which you can do that by going to your Facebook Insights and ex exporting your post data for different date ranges. Um, and then once you know what those posts are that are doing really well, you can try creating more of that type of content. I would also try experimenting maybe with video or even Facebook Live, since I have seen these those types of posts perform well on Facebook. And lastly, if it makes sense for your business, you could also try uh, boosting your posts for a budget. So Shayna from the Happy Life Studio asks, is it okay to mix personal and professional posts on Instagram? I'm debating starting another account strictly for my shop, but I don't want to lose my followers. I think it's okay to mix per personal and professional posts. I've seen a lot of creative business owners do that. I do think that if your goal is really to build a strong presence for your business on social, just try to be conscious of the story that you're telling with all of your posts. Um, they should all work together to tell a consistent story about your brand and you may find that as you post more about your business those take up the majority of your posts where you're kind of sprinkling in a little bit more of the personal. Caroline from Anchor Road says I am a pretty reserved person. I find it hard to promote myself without feeling like a spammy jerk. What's a way to put myself in front of my fans and followers without being a spammy jerk? <laughs> I think a lot of sellers feel this way, and it can be really intimidating to put yourself out there, especially at first. I would suggest focusing more maybe on your creative process, what inspires you, what you're making, and less on trying to sell your products. I think you might find that your followers are excited to see your creative process, and that could help you get a little bit more comfortable with sharing. Great. Well, um, Jessica, thanks so much for answering this, these questions and for joining us today. Um, I'm definitely going to step up my own social game after this. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Before we go, we'd like to leave you with Shop Talk. For each episode, we'll post in the forums and on the Etsy Success social channels asking a new question for you to answer by calling in or emailing us a voice memo. This week, we asked you what your Etsy income has allowed you to do. Here were a few of our favorites. Hi there, this is Candace Shrope from Painted by a Horse. I work with my horse Murphy to make paintings that he is the artist of. He holds the brush in his mouth and does all the brush strokes. My Etsy income has allowed me to take better care of him. He has a hoof disease that is incurable and requires pain medication and supplements. I use my Etsy income to help pay for his medication and supplements to give him a better life. So thank you, Etsy, for that. Hi, my name is Kara. My shop is A Cake to Remember, and I'm just calling to say that my Etsy income has allowed me to quit my day job, which was my own business that I owned, but I'm now doing Etsy full-time. And my income from Etsy is pretty much allowing us to put our kids through college with no student loans at all. So we're very happy about that. and. Um, it's, it's just a great opportunity to make some, you know, full-time income that can really benefit your family for the long run, and they're really going to appreciate it when they graduate with no loans. Hi, I'm Michelle of Painspiration and Mini Zen Garden, and my Etsy shop income allowed me to live my dream of traveling the world. Um, my husband, who was then my boyfriend, and I quit our job in 2013. We sold everything we owned, and we bought a one-way ticket to Nicaragua. 
And at the time, I didn't have much money saved up. So my plan was to use the money I got from selling my car and then come back whenever I ran out. But around this time, I opened Paintspiration, where I sold my paintings and prints on Etsy. And I decided to keep my shop open and manage it from the road. So to my surprise, I was able to cover all my travel expenses with what I made on Etsy. And it allowed me to continue traveling as long as I wanted to. So I spent the next two years backpacking around 16 countries. It was amazing. And I'm forever grateful to Etsy for giving me that opportunity. Be sure to keep an eye on the forums and the Etsy Success social channels for ways to participate in a future podcast. That's it for this episode. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to subscribe so you'll be the first to know about new podcast episodes.